Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to a new episode of my podcast titled The True For You. My name is Ben Saint Jean, your host, and today we have ourselves another interesting topic. And I just want to say first that I'm so excited because it has been about a month, y'all, since I have released my last podcast episode. And let me tell you, so much has happened and changed since then. First things first, your boy turned 27 years old just a couple weeks ago. Also, too, there's a lot of things that's going on in our world. Gas prices are very high. Also, let us also remember to keep our brothers and sisters in Ukraine in prayer with what's going on on the other side of the world. But nonetheless, today's episode is titled The Call of Duty. And I think that we're living in a time where we need to understand what is our life duty or what is your life mission? How can you be about your life mission? Is this an individual and personal calling or is this something that God is calling you to do with the assistance of a team? Well, this is what we're about to dive into in this podcast episode. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Anything worth fighting for is worth dying for. Whether you believe it or not, we all have something worth fighting for. For some of us, that's our families, our kids, our communities, and ultimately our values and beliefs that we hold so dear. Those moments where you want to give up and throw in the towel. You remember that one thing or that one person that keeps you going. So so the Call of Duty. What is the Call of Duty? No, I ain't talking about Xbox or PS5 or Battle Royale. Put your controller down. The Call of Duty is a term that means something that you are obligated to do. I believe that naturally as humans, we have feelings of obligations. Whether there is a sense of unfinished business or getting something done before you exit this thing called life. I want to read this quote from Theodore Roosevelt that I fell in love with since the first time I heard it. Is that a weird thing for me to fall in love with a quote from a man? JK, here it is. It's called Man in the Arena. Now, I want y'all to brace yourselves for this quote because I'm telling you, it's packed. It's really powerful. Here he goes. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end of the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Woo! My boy Theodore. Man, that's, that's gold right there, right? 
That is gold. I love this quote because I believe that life is an arena. I believe every day we wake up, we have a battle to fight. Whether it is fighting for your mental sanity, whether it is fighting for your physical health, or fighting a system where you may feel oppressed, or fighting those inner thoughts or demons, whether it is drug, alcohol, sex addiction, pornography. Remember that our warfare is not carnal. Scripture tells us that we war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of this dark world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. I believe we all have a war to fight. We all have an armor to put on. The sword of the word, the shield of faith, the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet of salvation. And if you don't believe you have something worth fighting for. Well, I'm here to tell you, you do. Your marriage is worth fighting for. Your kids are worth fighting for. Your mental health, your spiritual life, your soul is worth fighting for. There is no reward for those who give up. There is more honor in failing than quitting. I mean, let's be for real. What did you learn from quitting? What do you gain from walking away? You see, you got to keep going. And by keep going, it does not mean keep succeeding. Keep going means to keep falling, keep sweating, keep bleeding, keep crying, keep limping. Because the trail of blood, sweat and tears is on the road of glory. Every day, you must live life on a mission. And I've learned that we are drawn to missions. That's why our world is so obsessed with sports and athletes. Because when you watch them, it appears that they are going to war and are on a mission, which they are. You ever seen the way LeBron walks out the tunnel and onto the court? The way Tiger Woods walks up to the tee on a golf course? Or the way Tom Brady walks up to the football field and puts on his helmet. The greatest athletes approaches the game with this sense of utmost importance. And a sense of something being at stake. And they are willing to pay the highest price to get the best results. Don't live your life like you don't have a mission. You have a mission. Approach your job like you have a mission. Approach your schoolwork like you have a mission. Wake up like you have a mission. Walk out the door like you have a mission. Don't let the world see your shy and timid face. Nobody is coming to save you. You must save the day by seizing it. Put your war face on. Set your mind to conquer and not be conquered. Live like you have something to live for. Live like you have something to die for. Some of you might think, what must we do or what shall I do?
What can I do? I don't have a voice like Whitney. I don't have the speaking talent like Obama. I'm no business genius like Warren Buffett. That's okay. When you have the chance, go ahead and read 1 Corinthians 13. This is one of my favorite Bible verses, and I believe that everyone should get a grasp of this verse who's grappling with their life purpose. In 1 Corinthians 13, the Apostle Paul goes over all the gifts a man can possibly have. Speaking, singing, writing, prophesying. But it's his conclusion that strikes a nerve. He concludes by saying that if I had all the gifts in the world and not have the greatest gift, I'm nothing. Or if a man has all the gifts in the world and not have the greatest gift, he's nothing. And guess what that gift is? Love. You could be the most talented individual in the world. But if you don't have love, you have not fulfilled your life duty. Love is the greatest duty that we are all called to perform. You see, love comes with obligations. If you love your child, you are obligated to care for that child and nurture the child. If you love your wife, you will feel the obligation to be gentle and kind to her, to understand her feelings and protect her at all costs and be there for her at all times. If you love your community, you would try to find every possible way to help your community, to bring awareness to the issues, whether it's racism, whether it's an environmental issue or any problem that is tearing your community down, you will advocate and fight for it. You see, the problem with society is that society is pushing everyone to do what they love. This is why our world is so miserable. According to the new employee slash employer equation survey, 65% of Americans are satisfied with their jobs and 20% are passionate about their jobs. Now, here's another interesting stat. 45% of Generation Y millennials are completely satisfied with their current job slash career path. 58 of employees in Japan are unsatisfied with their jobs. Younger workers are the most distressed and feel the least amount of loyalty to their employers. So let's talk about it. Almost half of the world's employed are dissatisfied with their current job or career path. Here's the problem. The problem is that the world is constantly looking forward to doing what they love. That's a problem because you have more chances of finding what you love to do as a hobby rather than a job. I currently work in the insurance industry and I work in the mailroom. And I can tell you right now, there's nothing I love about opening and sorting mail with a letter opener and staple remover in my hand from nine to five. I get so sick of it, I don't even want to look at mail when I get home. But I had to train my mind to focus on the mission and not the task. You see, we have to fall in love with the mission and not necessarily the task. The big picture. Zooming in on the big picture is what brings satisfaction. We are not called to do what we love. 
But we are called to do with love. The Bible says, whatever your hands find to do, whether you are passionate about it or not, do it to the best of your ability. And last time I checked, the only way that you can do something to the best of your ability is if you love it. Now, I don't love mail. I think I made that clear. But I do love helping people. And I can see how opening mail can help people. Because people are expecting mail every day. I realize that my job is to give people work. At my job, people can't get any work done without getting mail, without getting letters, without getting checks, without getting certain documents. They can't even start their day. So literally, my job keeps people's jobs. I love seeing people's faces when a check they have been waiting on from a client finally comes through. I love the reaction of new hires when they come in for the first time in the mailroom and are shopping like kids on their first day of school for office supplies. I love showing some of the employees how to use some of the equipment in the mailroom and their eyes light up when I show them how to use a staff machine or how to use a letter opener. Now, I don't love mail, but I do love helping people. And if I could see that I'm helping people through mail, then I'm satisfied. Now, this is not what I want to do for the rest of my life. But I do want to help people for the rest of my life. And where I am is preparing me for just that. Your duty goes beyond your pay. It goes beyond your lunch break. It goes beyond your passion. It comes down to love. And whenever you come to your duty with love, you will go above and beyond your duty. So every time I work, I'm on a mission. I'm on a mission of love. If everybody would adopt this mindset, our world would be a much better place. The problem with our world is not that we have people working jobs they are not passionate about, but that people are working jobs without being passionate about their mission or lacking awareness of that mission. As a result, people are coming into work stressing others out, huffing and puffing at the computer screen, giving horrible customer service, and just bringing a cloud of darkness into the work atmosphere in place. There's nothing that annoys me more than someone showing they don't care about their job while getting paid for it. What do I mean? Here's what I mean. I get annoyed when I come into Walmart asking for assistance and the employee is looking at me as if I dated their ex. Or I walk into a grocery store asking for a particular item and the worker gives me no eye contact, no smile, and drags their feet as they assist me. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I didn't apply for this job for you. Let me tell you something. You will spend the majority of your life working jobs you won't be passionate about. And if you don't learn how to train your mind to enjoy it, or at least see the bigger picture, 
which brings satisfaction, you will live a very miserable life. You don't have to do what you love to be happy. That is a myth. A myth that is being preached all over the media and tabloids and conventional wisdom. People are not happy because they don't do what they love. People are not happy because they don't have love. And because our world lacks love, the world lacks a sense of duty. They feel no obligation to help someone who is in need. They feel no responsibility to educate someone on a particular item. They feel no compassion when it comes to assisting a customer who has no clue about the service. I remember I was working at America's Best Eye Contacts and Glasses store. And my manager told me something that I'll never forget. She was experiencing issues during the workplace where employees were dissatisfied, calling out, no call, no show. Even the doctor uh, was not even feeling well and showing dissatisfaction with her job. I never forget she sat me down and we always have these conversations. She was a very religious person, so we always had religious and spiritual conversations I never forget the one thing she told me when she sat me down. She said, you know, Bento, when you look at those customers that are walking through that door and that comes to our store every day, these customers literally have no clue about glasses or contacts. And they are literally depending on you for help and assistance. You have to become their eyes and feet to help them. They are literally helpless. Since then, I never looked at those customers the same. Because I realized she was right. You had people coming into the store with broken glasses and could not wait a day or so for another one. Because they had to go to work or go to school. And you can't work or go to school if you can't see. My passion had to become greater than my passion to go above and beyond. That is how Jesus lived. He was a carpenter, but he did his duty with love. He had compassion on everyone he saw that couldn't see, walk, hear, or even live on their own. In everyone he saw, he saw it was his mission to save them. And scripture says he was moved with compassion in his bowels, spending the entire day and even night healing and ministering to the lost and sick. No one worked harder than Jesus. Jesus was a hard worker. He was a hardworking man. When asked by his disciples to eat, he said his meat is to do his father's will and that he must be about his father's business. Whatever your business is, we all can be about our father's business. Doesn't matter if you're a server, a cashier, a clerical clerk, customer service representative, a manager, a mailman, or a truck driver. At the end of the day, 
No business exists where there are people who don't need help. Every business helps people in some way. We may not be passionate about the business, but if you are compassionate, you will see your duty to help and you'll go above and beyond as it is your duty and mission to love. May this episode be a blessing to you all. All right. So that pretty much sums up today's episode. I want to thank you all for listening to this podcast, The Truth For You. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so that you may be able to get extra contents and other counsels and advices as we just had on this episode. This will be all my use. May you all have a blessed one. And until next time, like always, stay blessed. Goodbye.